Thank you so much for joining us for today's podcast. We'll get started in just a moment. If this is your first time here, please consider subscribing so that you may stay up to date with the latest podcast. And if our podcast brings value to your life, please consider sharing it with family and friends. Thanks for listening. And now here's today's podcast. Thanks for joining us for the Covenant Living Broadcast with Pastor John Butler of Covenant Life Church, located at 130 Atlantic Avenue in Bremen, Georgia. Matthew 14, verse 24. <clears throat> Meanwhile, the disciples were in trouble. <laughs> should, should we just stop there? Should we just preach it? The disciples were in trouble, far away from land, for a strong wind had risen, and they were fighting heavy waves. About three o'clock in the morning, Jesus came toward them, walking on the water. When he saw, when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, "It's a ghost!" Jesus spoke to them at once and said, "Don't be afraid. Take courage. I'm here." And Peter called out to him and said, "Lord, if it's really you," Tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat and walked on the water to Jesus. But when he saw the storm, when Peter saw the storm, the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and he started to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. And Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. He said, you have so little faith. Why did you doubt me? Why did you doubt me? Father, I pray that you would um, help us to hear your word today. Help us to hear your voice. Help us to apply this in a way uh, that it matters most to us. Help us to hear what you're calling us to today. And Lord, we just give you the praise and the glory for changed lives and the advancement of your kingdom. In Jesus' name, amen. As I was praying uh, at the end of this past year about this new year and how to start this new year, I just kept coming back to this passage. Can't can't get this off my mind for this church, for this new year. So, and, and let me be more specific about what that means. That means I can't get that off my mind for you because you're the church. All right, the church. It, you're, let me try that again. You're the church. Is this new? This is not news to you, right? The church is not a, a piece of property. It's not a building. It's not an organization. It's not a denomination. It's people. When so, when God has a message for the church, it ain't for the building. It's for the people. All right. So the individuals who make up that church. So this this message is what I believe the Lord is is wanting me to share for you and for me today. Okay, um, this past year was unlike anything I've experienced in the pulpit before. Um, I've been your pastor for 11 years. December 2nd was 11 years that I've been your pastor. The messages in the last two-thirds of last year um, carried a weight every week that I had never felt before. Um, it stayed that way for months. Usually there's a release after I finish a, a, a message. There's a release and I can sort of breathe for a minute. But every week I would finish and I was as faithful as I could be to say what it was that God had laid on me. But every time I finished one, it was like, nope, there's another one. 
Nope, you're not done. Nope, there's another one. So I didn't get that release. It was, honestly, it was hard to breathe sometimes. Because I knew there was another message in the same vein that carried the same gravity. Y'all know I'm not given to drama and, and hyper-spiritual language, but the only way I know how to describe it is that there was a mantle yeah. on the Word last year. Uh, it was a God-given assignment that I had to complete. And it was late November before I really got released from it. And then, of course, y'all know it was quite a December around here. Um, we've spent much of the last year digging up the fact and the ways that all of us have are, are hurting and grieving and suffering. Holding on to past pain. Walling ourselves off from other people uh, and, 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 and those people from us. We, we've spent a lot of time in the spiritual mirror. With the Holy Spirit pointing out the sore spots. Pointing out the infections. Pointing out the deep wounds that we still have in the recesses of our souls. The Lord laid out for us some very specific tools and processes that we can use to help find healing that we need. And there have been many people, praise the Lord, many people that have reported being healed and, or at least beginning the process of being healed of many of those things. And I am very, very grateful to the Lord to see what He's done in us and as individuals and also collectively. But I just need to tell you today, we can't stop. We can't stop. We can't stop where we are. Even if we have come from where we were to where we are, we can't stop where we are. Because we've got really important work that has to be done as followers of Jesus. We have the great commission that He gave us. We have to go and make disciples. We have to do the work of the ministry. But, but I took my foot off the gas. I took my foot off the gas of ministry growth last year in order to focus on my Ephesians 4 responsibility to you. And my God-given responsibility to you as your pastor, and one of the primary things, there's actually a lot, but one of the primary things is to equip you for the work of the ministry. That, that means I have to make sure that you are mended for ministry. Jesus said, pray to the Father, the Lord of the harvest, to send forth laborers into the field. But it does no good to send lame and, and wounded and sick laborers into the field. It's not a productive way to do the harvest. So, so we've, got, we, we've had to get mended. And that's what this last year has been about. Get, getting you to be honest with yourself and honest with God about the need for healing and getting you pointed to the only one from whom healing flows and that's the Lord Jesus, right? But listen to me today. Come in line. Here's the message. It's time to get out of the boat. Amen. Amen. It's time to get out of the boat. So John, what does that mean? There is a season in which it's okay to be in the boat. The boat of safety, the boat of healing, the boat of reflection, the boat of rest. Ecclesiastes says there's a time for every season under heaven. And there are seasons of rest and season of, seasons of reflection and seasons of healing. But at some point the season has to change. 
at some point you have to look up and say, I'm not called to ride this boat to glory. I was created, recreated in Christ Jesus to do good works. And I am called and I'm gifted and I'm anointed and I'm healed and I'm loved and I'm cared for and I'm protected and I'm equipped to do the work of the ministry. See, when people are hurting, it helps them to show them that there is healing available. That's where hope comes from for a hurting person. To know there's healing. But listen to me. Healing isn't the goal. It's the path to the goal. Healing's not the goal. That's not where we're going to land this thing. That's just the path to the goal. The healing is the bridge from one season of your life to another season. From a painful season to hopefully to a, a better season. But the, the healing is never the destination itself. The goal is to get you through the pain to what's on the other side. And what's on the other side of your pain is living again. Is loving again. Is working and growing and changing and trusting and believing again. It's doing the work of ministry again. It's having passion and purpose in your life again. Or maybe even for the first time. You say, listen, John, that sounds great. That's cool. Like, sign me up for that. Um, but I'm not getting out of this boat till Jesus calls me. Can I give you some news today? Jesus already called you. He called you when He saved you. What was it He called you to do? To follow Him. What is it He said to just, to every, just about every disciple that He met on the, on the way? He said, follow me. Follow me. Drop everything. Follow me. That's the call of God. He's the shepherd. He, we're the sheep. We, he does the leading and we do the following. We, we do what He says. We listen for the voice of the shepherd. And that voice has already called us. He's just waiting on us to respond. We started a brand new series last week. And I told you that I've got a bunch of different things that I felt like the Lord wanted us to get into this year. And I, but I couldn't figure out how they connected to each other. They connect to each other through surrender. Started a brand new series called Surrender. It, getting out of the boat is about surrender because following Jesus is about surrender. Getting out of the boat is about surrender because your tendency is to want to stay where you are. But you can't follow Jesus and stay where you are. If He's moving, you got to move. You have to get to where Jesus is. That's the definition of following. See, here, here's the part of the account that sometimes gets lost. Peter walking on the water was not Jesus' idea. Did y'all notice that in the passage? Jesus didn't walk out there to test their faith or have a water walking contest. He only stopped because they freaked out and thought He was a ghost. If you read the scripture, it said he intended to pass them and go to the other side. They were riding the boat. He was taking the expressway. <laughs> but they freaked out and they thought it was a ghost. And Jesus was like, would y'all calm down? It's me. I'm here. Everything's going to be okay. Peter is the one 
who decided to get out of it. Have you ever wondered what in the world possessed him to get out of a perfectly sound vessel and walk on the water in the middle of a storm? I've always sort of assumed it was just Peter's crazy nature. You know, y'all got that one friend that's just going to trace kind of a ready-shoot-aim person. Just going to do it and worry about it later. I always kind of assumed that. But I think it's because Peter recognized something that the other 11 guys didn't. They had been called to follow Jesus. And Jesus was out there. They were still in the boat. Peter just decided, if Jesus is over there, i got to get out of this boat. And it's Jesus. Too many believers think everything spiritually significant happens by lightning strikes and angel visits. Right? Sometimes we just wait on the Lord. Lord, I'm just waiting on you. Sometimes He's waiting on us. We just think, I'm just going to be minding my own business and suddenly God's going to do something that's going to change my life. Please don't miss this today. You can decide to change things in your relationship with the Lord. You can decide to get closer to Jesus. You can decide to take your relationship with Jesus to another level. To take your relationship with Jesus more seriously than you have in the past. You get to decide that. And as a matter of fact, only you can decide that. It's not... It, think about this. If it was all up to God... All of us would be in the center of His will all the time. Right? It takes an act of your will for something to change. Even if there were, if there's angels and lightning, if you get the angels and the lightning, you still have to make a decision to surrender to the call. Jesus didn't call Peter to walk on the water until Peter called Jesus. It was Peter's will to follow Jesus. So that's what he did. Even if that meant walking on the water. You say, listen, John, all right, I was with you until now, but you need to calm down. I don't know, I don't know if I've got this water walking faith kind of thing. I, I don't know if I'm ready for all that. I'm just trying to get serious about following Jesus. I think that's what Peter was doing too. Listen, Peter wasn't asking for the gift of water walking. He just wanted to get to Jesus. The thing that was standing between Peter and Jesus was water. So Peter asked Jesus to help him overcome that obstacle. It's kind of a three step, it's a real simple three step process. And say so it's easy, I say it's simple. Alright? First, you have to surrender your will, make a decision to follow Jesus. Second, you've got to ask him to help you overcome the obstacles that stand between you. And then third, you've got to kick your leg over the side and jump. So let me ask you this today. What's standing between you and Jesus? What's keeping you in the boat? What obstacle is it that you see between you and Jesus that seems like it's insurmountable to you? There is no obstacle that's so great that God's power can't overcome that obstacle. God altered the laws of physics because Peter made up his mind to get closer to Jesus. And because he had surrendered his will, an insurmountable obstacle 
became an undeniable opportunity to do something that nobody else had ever done. It was Peter's decision to surrender his will, to surrender his fear, to surrender his doubt, to surrender the comfort and relative safety of the boat and go follow Jesus, even on the water. And I think he'll do the same for you if you'll surrender to him. So I, I just need to say this again. It's time to get out of the boat. Let's talk for just a minute about what obstacles there might be that are keeping you in the boat. I think there's probably a lot. A lot of different things. People are in different places. There's fear. There's, uh, there's feelings of unworthiness. I can't get out of the boat. I'm not worthy to do anything for the Lord. I'm not worthy to have a closer relationship with Jesus. Uh, you don't know what I've done. You don't know where I've been. All those things. Um, there's time constraints. You're like, listen, I just don't have time for a closer relationship with the Lord. I'm doing all I can. I'm giving Him all I got. That's an interesting way to look at it. Um, some, some people are just, can we say this? We're just spiritually lazy sometimes. Like, I'm in. I got my fire insurance. I'm good. See y'all in heaven. Um, the list goes on. There's just a whole bunch of stuff to, to, that keeps people in the boat. But for a large segment of us, and I'm just saying this as your pastor and as a person who's had a conversation with almost all of you at some point or the other and heard part of your story, what keeps a lot of us in the boat is the pain of past hurts. And specifically church hurts. Okay? So we, well, we've talked about this. This is not news if you've been around for a while. This is not news. We talk about this a lot. Why? Because it's a big deal. And it's a major, major impediment to not just church growth, because that's not even the goal. Church health is the goal. And it's difficult, it's impossible for us to get healed if we don't learn to process through and let go of the church growth. So that's, that, I just want to talk about that for a second. Um, and let me, let me do that this way. Did you know that people get sick and even die from eating food? Do you know that? called food poisoning. Um, did you, you, you know something else that's just as true? Uh, people get sick and die from not eating as well. You get sick from eating food and die, maybe. You, get, you die from not eating food. That's kind of weird. Here's my conclusion after 32 years of ministry and 54 years of being in the church. Church people a little bit like the food we eat. Some of them are good for you. Some of them are bad for you. Some of them will kill you. You didn't say amen. You ain't been to church long enough. As followers of Jesus, we are in the people business. Jesus said the kingdom of God is in people. Every disciple that he's called you to go and make is a person. Every member, every part of the body of Christ is a person. There is no way for you to be in God's will and avoid people at the same time. Because the people are the work. So you can't, you can't just stop peopling. 
Do y'all ever have days where you're just like, I cannot people today? Right? And I think there are days, there are, there are times, there's a season, right? It's okay. Sometimes you just need to go home and go back to bed. But you know it's 4.15 in the afternoon. It's okay. Just go home and go back to bed. Hold your head high and lay down. Boy, just try, just press reset. Try it again tomorrow. It's fine. Sometimes you just cannot people anymore. But that cannot be a permanent state of being for you. Because you're a child of God. You can't, you can't just stop. I, I know some of them made you sick. I know some of them nearly killed you. But we need each other. You need people. And people need you. God put gifts in you that people need. And people have gifts that God placed in them that you need. We are not only better together, we're going to die without each other. We have to have each other. You cannot let the pain, you cannot let past pain prevent you from releasing what God put in you. Because it isn't for you. The fruit is not for the tree. Right? I'm not talking about a specific office or title or something that you, that you used to do or you've ever done. I'm talking about this mindset of ministry. I'm talking about an attitude of caring for people and helping people and being the hands of, and feet of Jesus. I'm talking about surrendering your will to the will of the Father, even if that means putting yourself in the position to get hurt again. And there's the rub, right? There's the scary part. People have let me down before. People have hurt me before. And I'm not sure I can go there again. And that's what makes people stay in the boat. I have had food poisoning before. I'm a member of the club. I wish I wasn't. I've had food poisoning three times. Wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. Probably. I need to think about that. But I <laughs> see sometimes I can't people either. Alright? Um, but believe me when I tell you that I am careful about the food I eat. I don't just eat anything from anywhere. Okay? I do a whole lot of sniffing and looking, feeling uh, before I eat. I have also had people poisoning. You can also believe me when I tell you I don't just trust all the people all the time at the same level. All people are not the same. And if you've never been told this, and let me be the first to tell you, you cannot and should not trust everybody the same all the time. Not everybody's saying you cannot trust everybody just like you trust everybody else. You have to learn to discern when and who you can trust. However, just shutting down and shutting people out and never trusting people again, not ever serving people, not ever serving with people, not ever getting involved in church again, that is just not an option for a follower of Jesus. It's just not. We've been called to be part of community and, and to expand that community. It can't be our foreign no more. It can't be, oh, I like the people in our club and we're not taking members right now. That's not the deal. We have to be part of community and part of being in this particular community is making sure that we are trying to expand the community. Now, John, you're trying to grow the church. No, I'm trying to grow the kingdom. I'm trying to grow the kingdom. 
all of the current staff, and probably many of you, came here to this church um, thinking that this was probably our last shot at church. Did y'all hear me say that? Everybody that's on staff here, we all stumbled in here at some point, 26 years ago for me, and then less than that for, for others, but we stumbled in here thinking, I'm going to give church one more shot. And then I'm going to see if there's not a different way. I'm not saying that that's right, I'm just saying that's where we were. At least in our minds, based on our experience, we came wounded, we came hurting, we came wanting to hide. And we've seen hundreds of people stumble in these doors with very little hope left for church, for church people, and honestly not a whole lot of hope left in Jesus either. Because if we, we've been wounded deeply. Wounded by people who were also wounded by somebody else. Or wounded by people who claim the name of Jesus but had not bothered to develop the character of Jesus. People who were church people but not God's people. The people who were wolves in sheep's clothing. Other people stumbled in here just exhausted from trying to serve God and trying to help people. Others have come in just had been taken for granted or misunderstood or mistreated. Or maybe for some people, life's just been intolerably difficult. And by God's grace, many of us and many of them and, and many of you found safe harbor here. A safe place to heal and to hide for a little while. Some of you may be in that place today. Some of you may just may have just stumbled in here. Some of you may be in that boat today. You're just beginning this journey. You're just trying to breathe. And I want to say to you, welcome. Amen. We're glad you're here. I'm sorry for what you've been through. But we're glad you're here. You, Jesus is the healer and you can find Jesus here. So you take the time that you need to get healed. Some of you, for some of you, the next step for you is to move from admitting that you're wounded to actively trying to work through it. Because there's, that's, different, that's a whole different stage. Knowing you're wounded and having the energy to do something about it is two different things. So getting out of the boat for some of you means not just admitting that you're hurt, but now doing something about it. Working through it. Get, getting out of the boat and getting towards God's will for you because God's will it's not God's will for you to stay wounded. You need to move from hurting to healing and then others need to move from healing to healing. Right? Get out of the boat and start moving through the process because the rest of your life is waiting on the other side of that pain. But to others of you, I have to say, you're being discharged from this spiritual hospital. Why? Because we need the bed space. Right? Sometimes we get failure to launch. Right? The reality is there's thousands of other people just in our area who need a safe place. Just like you do. This can't just be a landing pad. It also has to be a launching pad. 
So listen, y'all calm down. I'm not asking you to leave. I'm not asking you to leave. I'm just asking you to scoot over. Hurting people need a smiling face. Hurting people need a trusting heart and an honest soul. They need somebody who's been through something to tell them that it's going to be okay. To tell them that there is hope on the other side of that pain. To tell them that Jesus still hears and He still cares and He still heals. To tell them that there are still good people who love Him and are trustworthy. They need somebody like you. Saved to lead people to the Savior. Healed to lead people to the Healer. It's time to get out of the boat. It's time to get back to following Jesus to the lost and the broken. Because that's who we're called to. So take it slowly at first. If you need to. Just get connected with people. Just start looking in faces as you come and go. Come to the ministry groups. Come to the ladies' group, the, men, the, the men's group, the seniors' group. Get in a grow group. That's what we call our small groups. Come on Wednesday nights where it's, it's easier to get to know people. On Sundays when you come, come early enough or stay long enough to meet somebody. Don't overwhelm yourself. Just meet like one person every week. Alright? When you are here, actually participate. Alright, listen, I'm not, I'm not beating you up. I've been there. I've been there. I went to a church that was large enough I could hide in for a while. God found me. <laughs> Thought I was doing good. Um, I didn't want to talk to anybody. I wanted to come in. I wanted to do church. I wanted to get out. Hopefully fast enough that nobody can talk to me. It's okay. But if it's time to get out of the boat, then you're going to have to start talking to people. You're going to have to, you're have to participate in worship. See, understand that, that worship is an opportunity to get to Jesus. It's another way you get out of the boat. Get out of your comfort zone. Surrender the will of the moment. The will of the feeling that you may have. The, the, the tiredness that you may be feeling. Just, just get out of all of that and say, Jesus is here and I want to go be with Him. Start serving somewhere. Let your gifts flow again. Why? Because that's God's will for God's people. You have to align your will with God's will. That's what surrender is. His heart is towards people. His will is saving the lost and healing the hurting, freeing the captives and delivering the bound. You've got to get out of the boat and start moving toward Jesus again. Toward His will for your life. Toward the people who need the gifts and the love that He's placed in your heart. Toward the people who need the hope that He's rekindled in you. I started a list on my phone last year. Um, and I knew that, we, that it was not the year to do it yet. I just, while I went across my mind, I just, I just typed it in. I have, uh, by the way, I have like 1,200 notes on my phone. Um, so I only get to see the ones on the top. I never see the ones I started in like 2012 or whatever. Um, but these are things that we need to be doing as a church. These are opportunities ministry opportunities that we're missing because we don't have the people to do it yet. Um, we need a street team. We need a team of people to represent us at local festivals and events. 
goings on. This is, this is a busy little community. We've got stuff that goes on. We need, we need to be represented in these things. But I'm telling you, I'm tired. I ain't doing all the festivals and all the things. But some of y'all love it. Alright? We need to get y'all equipped, deputized, and sound. Okay? Go right. people. Go people. Go eat corn dogs and you know, whatever. Cotton candy and stuff. We need, we need people who will be ambassadors of the Jericho Project. Who are willing to be trained in the knowledge of sex trafficking. Who will speak at civic organizations and represent us at other events. I can't answer all the calls. I can't show up at every junior women's club in, in the county or the two counties or whatever. I can't do all the things. We need other people to do it. Some of you are going to find your passion there. Your purpose there. We need people to coordinate training events. Coordinate fundraisers. I, I want to do something called a Jericho job. I ain't running. But somebody will. Right? Might ride a bicycle or something. I don't know. Um, no, never mind. I ain't riding a bicycle. I'll be in my truck. I'll be in my truck cheering y'all on. Uh, we need people to help people find a seat because some of y'all have a hard time finding a chair today. We need people in the parking lot to greet people and, and help them find a parking spot. Help them find the building. Help them find where kids go. All those things. We, we need people to open their homes and host a small group. There, there's hundreds of things that could be done and should be done, but we got too many people still in So some of y'all are thinking, listen, I've been out of the boat. All right? I've left the boat. I've surrendered my will. My life is surrendered to his hand, but I sank. Being out of the boat is how I got hurt in the first place. And I'm not saying I want to get back in the boat. I'm just saying this water walking thing is not as easy and as clear as I had hoped it would be. So let me say this to you. I get it. Been there, done that. Probably doing that as we speak. Let me remind you of something from this passage. It isn't the waves that took you out. It's taking your eyes off Jesus. Because the winds and the waves never never changed the whole time Peter was out there. It's quite likely that he had already been hit in the face with a few waves and wind and storm and all the things while he was walking towards Jesus. What caused him to sink was when he started focusing more on the storms around him than the peace in front of him. The truth is, whether you're in the boat or out of the boat, you're going to face storms. No version of this life that's pain-free. Like none of us are getting out of here alive. And if y'all just woke up and said, what did that say? What is that? Why you don't sleep in church. Right? But here's the thing that's ringing in my ears today. Louder with every passing year. Your legacy is not formed by the things that you are half-heartedly interested in. Your casual commitment to a cause isn't making a difference. If it's not changing you, it's not changing anybody else either. If you want something to outlive you, 
If you want something that will make a difference beyond you, you have to surrender your will to Jesus and surrender yourself to a work that's bigger and more important than you. You've got to go all in on it. If, if it's not worth risking everything, it's probably not important enough. If it's not worth risking everything, it's not a God thing. I don't want to be one of the 11 guys sitting in the boat watching Peter walk on the water thinking, why didn't I jump with him? Why didn't I get out of the boat? Why didn't I surrender my will to Jesus like that? Listen, I know it's scary. I know it's hard to trust Him sometimes. Especially when your face is still wet. I get it. But at some point, you know what you're supposed to do. And you know what obstacles are separating you from Jesus. And it just really comes down to one thing. Surrender. Surrender. Surrender your will. Call out to Jesus. Swing your leg over the side. Jesus is calling. It's time to get out of the boat. Now stand with me, please. We're going to pray and then will be open the team will sing another song we'll sing together we'll be dismissed together we've got some folks joining the church this morning so we'll do that before we are dismissed um, here's how I want you to pray here, sometimes people are like I don't, what am I supposed to do with this message here's what you're supposed to do with this message pray and ask the Lord what your next step is what does getting out of the boat look like for you because we're all in different places but God has a plan for you and it's different than his plan for me. So I'm not asking everybody to do everything. I'm simply asking you to do the thing that God has for you to do. And some of you don't know what that thing is. And that's okay. Because I, I tripped and fell in the pastoral ministry. This was not my plan. I drove a van. Once. And that was it. So I'm not telling you you've got to know your, your 5, 10, and 20 year plan. I'm just saying it's time to get out of the boat and figure out where Jesus is and just go after him. And whatever your hand finds to do, you do it heartily as unto the Lord. Okay? Just ask him what your next step is. And he'll lead you. And listen, this altar is always open. So if you've got things going on, if you've got a big decision to make, you've got, you got an illness in your body, you've got a relationship issue, a financial issue, whatever the things are that's going on, the storms that are going on around you, come pray about that too. Okay? We'll be dismissed together. Father, thank you for your word today. And I thank you that uh, you don't just leave us. You don't just, you didn't just create us and uh, spin us out here on our own. That you've got a plan for us, and I, and I know that it's a good plan. It's a plan that will advance your kingdom and will create in us the Christ-like character that you're trying to create. Help us, Lord, to get out of the boat. Help us to know what the next step is, what that looks like for each of us. And I pray for every person who's hearing this message today that they take the next step with you, that they follow you, that they answer your call, and they do what you've called them to do. In the name of Jesus, Amen.
Amen. We pray that you have been blessed and inspired by today's Covenant Living broadcast. To find out more information about our ministry, just visit our website at www.covenantlifewestga.org. You can find this video there on our homepage. Just click the YouTube button and make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. And give us a call at 770-537-3747. That's 770-537-3747. At Covenant Life, our mission is to go and make disciples by being real, relational, and reaching. Be sure to join us next week for more Covenant Living with Pastor John Butler.